0: The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth.
1: Good afternoon, Houston. I hope you're being safe out there on the roads today on the way home. I hope you've had a blessed day and are looking forward to a little time with your family, maybe a little rest. You know, uh you might be saying to yourself, why should I listen to this program? I don't need recovery. I'm not addicted to anything. You know, at our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, we have a saying, everybody's recovering from something because, as Jesus said, we all go through troubles in this life. We all go through trials and tribulations. So it may not be alcohol or drugs. It may be uh, anger. It may be uh, relationship issues. You went through a divorce. Uh, you're having trouble getting over something you did. You feel like God can't forgive you. You're unsettled in your walk. You're not happy. All these things, you know, the answer for all those things is Jesus Christ. You know, I was struck by the the uh, introduction there. First of all, I just love there's power in the name of Jesus, and there is power to overcome anything in your life, any obstacle, whether it's related to recovery or not. The other thing I was struck by is I listened to Marsha had recorded the opening that we had, and uh, there's long been a pandemic in our society. You know, we recorded that before the COVID thing. Uh, we recorded that before the word pandemic was in our everyday vocabulary because it's true. So even though you may not be needing recovery, um, you may not be addicted to anything, I can almost promise you if you're listening to my voice, you know somebody who is Uh because it's just uh, so pervasive throughout our society. It's so difficult. I read an article the other day about how America has a drinking problem. And it's true. And it was talking about how drinking has increased so substantially during this COVID pandemic as people were isolated and alone. And not only that, America has an opioid problem. America has a pornography problem. America has a gambling problem. America has a a drug problem. There are so many things that we need to overcome. And the reason we're doing this show is because uh, we want to offer hope. Uh, You know, people don't have to live in bondage. I know that because I've lived it. Uh, I'm in recovery myself and the God has delivered me from, from the things that were holding me in bondage. And And I want to shout from the mountaintops that I want that for everybody else. You know, I've got a couple people right now that, you know, how God chases us down. He always chases us down and we're God's ambassadors on earth. And I got a couple people I'm chasing right now, trying to get into, into rehab. Um, people need a little help. They need a little encouragement, but when they reach out to me, um, I, I know that, um, They really are seeking something better. And sometimes they just need a little push. So I got two guys right now that I'm working on and several that are in rehab as we speak. And so if you want help for you or for somebody else in your life and you need some advice, you need some counsel, uh, you need to know where to turn, uh, there are faith-based resources that are free. You don't have to have insurance. You don't have to have money. Uh, God's got a place for you right now. So you can you can email me. In fact, I'm emailing with one of these guys that I'm talking about right now. You can email me at Pastor John, that's J O N, Pastorjohn at N C C Greater Heights dot org. Uh, that's that's my uh church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, NCC Greater Heights dot org, and you can email me and I'll respond. And it may take me a day or two, but I will respond, and I will get back to you, and we can talk about whatever issue it is, and I'll try to help you. Uh, you can even text me at 832-475-8642 because that's what God's called me to do is to reach out jesus came luke 19 10 tells us that jesus came to seek and save the lost and so you know that's that's what we're here to do is to be his ambassadors so i'm going to start off with something we're going to have a guest a wonderful guy named terry carter who's been on the program before he's a friend of the program and uh he's got some experience through his family with addiction and he helps people overcome things but before i get terry on I want to uh, read something to you that my wife pointed out to me, and I'm not sure where she got it, but I just loved the way it said. Um, And again, I I see recovery as not just drugs and alcohol. I see recovery as whatever it is that's holding you down in life. It might be road rage right there where you're driving around, you know, anger issues, depression, anxiety. There's so many people in our society with all the uncertainty that have gone through A lot of difficulty with anxiety and worries about jobs and, and, you know, things of that nature. And there's an answer for all these things, including drugs and alcohol, and his name is Jesus Christ. So let me read this to you because I thought it was pretty profound. Recovery does not mean life is over. Addiction does. You know, when we're under the bondage of addiction, we think we can't do without another drink. We think we can't function without another hit. We think we can't do without uh, watching pornography. I I don't know. Whatever it is. That holds people in, in bondage. Uh, you know, they think that's where their their happiness is coming from, and it's not. I can promise you, when you're free, when the sun sets free, is free indeed. There's so much more joy. So, recovery does not mean life is over. Addiction does, because addiction ultimately leads to isolation and death. Recovery does not mean that you have to be m- miserable. Addiction does. When you're chasing things in addiction, again, I speak from personal experience. You know, the saying in AA is one's too many and a thousand's not enough. You never get enough. The only thing that will really fulfill your heart and give you joy and give you the peace that surpasses all understanding is a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Recovery does not mean you cannot have fun. Addiction does. That's right. There's no fun. Um. you know, to ask the alcoholic who can't get a drink because the bars are all closed and the liquor stores are closed, you know, or that has a hangover for the fourth day in a row. That's not any fun, but sobriety is wonderful. It really is. It's wonderful. Recovery does not turn you into a liar or a thief. Addiction does. People do things under the bondage of addiction they'd never do before. You know, one of the wonderful things that I see in, in the recovery uh, community is You know, you'll have a family member where somebody stole to get drugs, and they go and get sober, and sometimes it takes a little while, but then they make amends, and they're reunited with their family members, and and their, you know, the family members have them back. You know, I've heard that so many times, oh, the real, my real son is back, not this imposter that the devil had under bondage. Recovery, excuse me one second, (coughs) recovery does not make false promises. Addiction does, you know. True recovery, one of the bedrock principles, is honesty, integrity. Um, addiction is a liar because it comes from the it comes from the enemy, and he's the father of all lies. Recovery does not center on abusive relationships. Addiction does. You know that. Um, well, when we're in addiction, we're manipulating people, and you know if you've got a relative or someone that has been addicted, you know about that manipulation. And also, uh, I read something that, I forget the statistic, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but it was over 80%, I'm sure, of all spousal abuse cases involve alcohol. You know, I mean, people just, when they're of the right mind, they don't typically do things like that. But when they drink or drug, their personality changes and their moral compass is gone and, and they do these bad things. Recovery does not strengthen through fear and anger. Addiction does. Recovery does not isolate. Addiction does. Do you know addiction in every almost, not almost, in every instance, long enough untreated will lead to isolation? A person just is isolated with their addiction. They don't want to, they can't, you know, I've seen so many people that drank themselves to death, and at the end they do it by themselves because they can't get the gumption up to go to the bar. They just I knew one alcoholic who just had the liquor delivered and she ultimately drank herself to death. And unfortunately, it was a relative of mine. It makes me sad just talking about it. But recovery does not encourage risky behaviors, addiction does. <laughs> you know, um, some people think alcohol is not bad. And listen, I'm not preaching against somebody that doesn't have an addiction problem, that wants to have a glass of wine. You know, with dinner occasionally, there's nothing wrong with that, under control, doesn't drive drunk, doesn't do any of those things. But people that drink excessively, you want to talk about risky behaviors. I mean, alcohol is, is people think of drugs as as making people crazy, and they do, do. (laughs) absolutely, but so does alcohol. Too much alcohol, and people drive, they do crazy things. They lose their inhibitions. Recovery does not encourage the risky behaviors. Addiction does. Recovery does not eat away at your soul. Addiction does. Recovery does not leave you morally, financially, emotionally, and spiritually bankrupt. Addiction does. People change. They do things they thought they would never do. They cross lines they thought they would never cross. That's how people become, you know, do all kinds of sexual crimes because they're addicted to pornography and And it's a real addiction. We don't talk about it much in our society, but it's true. Um, Addiction does not give you a second chance. Recovery does. And this is what I want to shout from the mountaintops is that people, if you're out there and you think there's just, you know, there's no way out, you can't get past it, you can't live without drinking, you can't function without drinking, you can't get up without doing another hit of cocaine or whatever it is that's got you under bondage. There's a better way. There really is recovery. The promises of recovery are just like the promises of God are yes and amen. And addiction is just a lie from the pit of hell. It's just a, a trap. And it's so difficult when you're in the bond in the midst of it to get past it, but it is possible. We interview people on this program all the time that have overcome, you know, we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And, um, when, when you become an overcomer and, and with his help, you can only do it, you know, without God, I can't, without God, without me, God won't, um, It's one of my favorite recovery sayings, you know, but once you do that, then you've got the ability to help other people, because you've been there, and you can speak into their lives, and there's nothing more rewarding, so much more rewarding than a Friday night drunk, I mean, that's just not... Uh, it just doesn't do anybody any good and, and not yourself either it exposes you to all kinds of things all the things we just talked about all right well let's bring terry into the program and uh terry my good friend how are you today
0: hey john how are you i'm doing great
1: i uh it's always good talking to you let's let's tell the folks first of all you've got some if you don't mind talking to me about it cuz i think it's just such a a wonderful wonderful story and that is uh, about your family experience with addiction.
0: Yes. Um, in 2011, my daughter went inpatient uh, for addiction. And she was a teenager at the time. And she was inpatient, outpatient, inpatient, outpatient, bounced around the state a little bit, got a lot of great help. Houston is one of the best places in the world to get help in recovery. And... She has been sober now for nine years and is happily married and doing very well in that. But uh, when she was addicted, she was the most challenging person I have ever talked to and tried to try to make any sense with. And that's what it does to people who, even those who love you and appreciate you and respect you to a certain degree. That stuff is just isn't there when drugs get in the picture.
1: You know it is. I'm sure you're well aware of that. It, it changes personality. Oh yeah, I am because you know it runs deep in my family. Um, I've said many times on here before that my mom died at, at 62 of liver failure. My my her father died at 62 of alcohol related complications, and my dad's father died at 62 of alcohol related complications. So it's it's you know, and I've seen the personality changes and. It's almost kind of funny now, but my grandfather I remember he used to my most vivid memory of him is is him chasing me around you know uh, once he drank had enough to drink and saying he was going to skin me alive. He thought it was funny, I was five years old, and it scared me to death, you know, so okay. you know, but just uh the the personality changes but what is wonderful about the story with you is though that when people come out of addiction. What a you know the triumph the the wonder, and you know one of the great things I wanted to mention to you, Terry, I'll talk to you about is is uh your daughter ended up at a special school here, if I recall correctly in in Houston. Tell us about that
0: yes, yeah, she graduated high school from archway academy um she graduated i mean, small classes, they're very interactive, they do things it's what's called a sober high school, and it is the leading sober high school in the nation. A lot of schools are patterned after how they do things at Archway, uh, which is pretty much downtown. And it's a phenomenal program in one, in the regard that they won't allow you on campus if you're not sober. And number two, they will work with you. They have therapists there that will work with you if you're having a bad day or you're having, you know, strong desires to do things that aren't going to help your sobriety. So they are well equipped and they are probably one of the most remarkable parts of my daughter's story that I share with everybody I talk to.
1: That is incredible, and, and, you know, you introduced me, and I thank you for that, to Sasha McLean, who's the, I guess she's the director or the principal. I'm not sure what her title is there. Do you know, Terry, what's her title?
0: She is the executive director and also on a national board for uh, sober high schools around the nation.
1: And just what an incredible, you know, I, I so wish that uh, I had, you know, to, to get, to break the bondage of addiction at an early age I mean, it's just such a blessing before, you know, all the bad stuff happens. And to have that resource, to have that uh, high school, that sober living high school here in the Houston area, and such a a, a well-run, wonderful program with counselors and support and everything else. Because, you know, one of the problems with uh, uh, so many people that are addicted um, and, and prone to addiction, we have a similar type personality, and that is... You know, we want to do things on our own. We want to be self-reliant. Uh, we're, you know, tend sometimes go-getters, and, and we want to – we're taught in our society, uh, solve your own problems, be a man, you know, tackle it. But the truth of the matter is, you know, we need help. <laughs> we, You know, we, we, yeah. we, we yeah. need people around us, and we just can't do it without that help. And so to have that kind of a support, it's Archway Academy. Uh, Which is uh, a sober high school to have that support. So you know, if if you're out there and and you're got a son or a daughter that's struggling with, I highly recommend that you look into it. Uh, What a blessing! So and now your daughter is how's she doing now? Tell us again. Oh, she's
0: doing great. Um, She's in her mid twenties. She's been married a couple of years, and she is thriving as as an employee. And she and her husband are both doing very well. They're kind of moving up the corporate ladder at this point and having a lot of fun doing it.
1: You know, and that's the thing about uh, addiction that people think that, you know, they, they have to have it and it's part of their social life and, and all these kinds of things. But what it does is it robs us of so many so much. You know, if she'd have gone a different route and and not gotten the help that she needed, would she be climbing up the corporate ladder? I'd probably not, you know. I mean, almost certainly not. And certainly that ladder gets cut off behind us at some point. You know, that's what I experienced. I had a very successful career early on. And then as the addiction took place, you know, that that, that got derailed, you know. So, uh, it Jesus wants us to have an abundant life. He doesn't want us just to Absolutely. have, and he wants us to have a life where we're helping other people, and we can't do that when when we're serving a different master, uh, when we're a slave. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans, we're a slave to whatever we obey, and that's exactly what happens with addiction. So Terry, t- tell us about your, your practice. You've got a very unique, interesting practice.
0: Well, I've got a website called worldwellnesstoday.com, and what I do is I practice a a modality of therapy or psychology that called rapid transformational therapy. And what I do is I will work with people who are in recovery to help them develop confidence, so that they, you know, I mean, there's a stereotype out there that, you know, if you've had addiction, that well, let me just read off a couple of things. I did. Sure. I've done. I've known hundreds of people that have been through recovery. And I know some folks. I've been to some funerals too, so I know some folks who didn't make it through. And I, I know I just made my daughter's journey sound like it was probably all like fairy tales and flowers and really pretty. But I mean, she had she was on suicide watch. She ran off for forty days or so in the middle of the winter time in just blue jeans and a coat. Oh so there are challenges out there. And addicts, yeah. as a general group, stereotypes are seen as you know these are old. Diagnoses We used to hear from doctors that an addict is somebody who's weak. They're less than. If they had more willpower, they could stop this. Um, We hear that what I heard when my daughter went in was a percentage of the general population is genetically inclined to addiction. You can't avoid it. Once they get an exposure, they're hooked. And now today, what I hear most people saying is addiction is a disease. And some people also will say, well, there's nothing you can do about it. And there are drawbacks to each one of those. They're totally inaccurate statements in many degrees. For example, the belief pattern of that addicts are weak people, it assumes, number one, that some people are not immune to addiction and that others are morally corrupt somehow. And we both know that God made all of us like we are loved, we are wonderful, we're miracles in life, and we're blessed. Amen. We're amazing people in that regard, and we're precious beings and souls, and things happen along the way, and what the more recent evidence is actually showing, and by the way, anybody who's ever heard any of those, you know, those labels placed on them, like, well, you're weak, you're not strong enough, you're not smart enough, or the family is going to totally not pay attention to you, what happens in those cases, what we're finding out is it's much more related to a childhood or a traumatic moment where somebody was abused or neglected, or there was trauma or molestation somewhere in the equation. And that's why people looking for a coping mechanism will turn to alcohol or drugs or anything else. They can get them sometimes in jail and they run into those, those brick walls pretty quick. But you know, my daughter hit a very low spot and that's what helped her find her sobriety. But, it was uh, definitely a challenge for her. But, I mean, these labels, they're totally inaccurate. And anybody that hears that or has ever heard that from their own family members or their friends, you need to know that you're designed and created for so much more than a life of, you know, whatever, living homeless or struggling with jobs where you can only get a job at the coffee shop or the McDonald's. And your career can be abundant and amazing, just like your loving relationships can bring you such an energy that it can totally bring you to the top of the world and keep you there as opposed to just taking you there, letting you see it, and then pushing you over the other edge.
1: Well, Terry, go ahead. Go ahead. Please, John. You bring up some very interesting points, and, you know, we hear that over and over again because people do. They get tired. Somebody says, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm going to do this, and they're like, why can't you stop? Well, you, you can't without the right, you gotta change people, places, and things. You gotta have a support group. You gotta have people that support you. You've got to, you know, you got to find, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you also need the, the tools. Many people, some, you know, I've known people where God delivered them on the spot. It happens. It happened to my father-in-law. Drank for years, and 13 years ago, he was delivered on the spot. But most people, it's like, there's an analogy I like to use. You don't go into church the first time, Hear a good sermon, read a couple of passages out of the Bible, and now you've got a perfect Christian walk. You gotta keep going back every week and, and, you know, r- 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 and learning and r- spending time in the Word and praying and spending time listening to God and, and, you know, the Christian walk, and the same thing's true with recovery. you know it takes work you got to, and you've got to be surrounded by people just like Christians need to be surrounded by other Christians and believers you've got to be surrounded by people who want the same thing you do. I love going to my my recovery meetings. We have one called Break every chain. We meet at nine o one Wilson Road seven o'clock every Friday. everyone's invited. just go down the the hall, take the elevator up to the second floor we have a word from the Lord we praise and worship and we split into men's and women's groups and we talk about our our triumphs and our difficulties and what brought us there and and we support and love one another it's at 7 pm 901 Wilson Road it's called break every chain uh, we've been meeting for six years nobody's going to judge you when you walk in we have people there that are there for alcohol drugs for relationship issues for depression no matter what it is we're just there to iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another the bible tells us we're there to help each other so so um you know there are these old stereotypes about about addiction that 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 just aren't true and but people have to get help and they have to be willing one more thing Terry and then I'm going to go back to you I want to promote you were talking about you don't have to be homeless the open door mission is a wonderful wonderful program that I've interviewed many many guys on here that have gone through this program it's holistic it, they start every day in the chapel um, they teach job skills. they teach them how to use computer to put a resume together get them a job get them a place to live and transform addicted homeless men into productive citizens just like you said God's got a purpose for you in your life and if you're interested in getting into the open door mission uh, they are they're back open for business um, you can call 832 Two four two four nine eight three two nine six two four two four nine. If you need somebody, I've placed many guys in there, and it's some of them hadn't worked, but many of them it's transformed their lives. And you know, you got to want to too. Terry, we don't have much time. With that, keeps happening to us. What what closing words do you have for us, my friend?
0: Well. Don, I want to leave with some self-evaluation tools, some things that people can use in their own home and their own time to look at things and see if they can find something that works for them. When we talk to ourselves, keep in mind emotional wounds leave us desperately grasping for an escape or a coping mechanism. That's why a lot of people, can't say all, but that's why a lot of people will turn to drugs and alcohol. Terry, and, Terry I'm
1: like, going to get you back on in a couple, couple of weeks. We, just, we never have long enough to talk. But I got to promote my church. Terry, I appreciate you. I saw your email. I'm going to get you on again real soon because you always bring great stuff to the program. I want to explore this with you. But I want to invite everybody out to New Covenant Church Greater Heights. New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We're a non denominational Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. Why do we say recovery church? Because everybody's recovering from something. It's Sunday nights in the Heights. We're a loving, encouraging church. I'm going to go through the red-letter portion of the Bible uh, and pick out Jesus' most encouraging words to give you hope and love and encouragement this Sunday. Join us at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street in in the Downtown Heights, 7708 New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, non-denominational, Bible-based, Spirit-filled, Recovery Church. We'd love to meet you. We're a small church. We know everybody knows everybody's name. It's a great church family. Come join us. 6 p.m. Sunday nights in the Heights, 240 West 18th Street. Thank you very much. We love you here at Recovery Radio, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.